Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. I want to I just go back into the same vein that we were at last Sunday when we were talking about uh, the feasting instead of fasting. I 100% believe in fasting, but I do believe that the Lord is trying to show us something here. And this morning, I just want to go in this verse of Scripture, and I want to talk on the subject of feasting to fatness. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm about to get fat. <laughs> That's scary for me now. Come on. We're going to talk about feasting the fatness this morning. All right, so you there? Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, says this. It says, it shall come to pass in that day. It shall come to pass in that day that, that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. I want to read it again. It says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from his shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Now I've heard this preached uh, uh, probably tens if not hundreds of times. But this morning, I think that I just want to try to help us this morning. I want to try to teach more than I do preach. You know I'm subject to holler at any moment though if you've been here long enough. And so, but this morning, I want to talk about really that the Lord is desiring us to feast upon Him till we become fat enough to break some of the chains that has held us back. Now, I think when we look at this verse of Scripture, especially being coming from a Pentecostal background, that he said that the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And we look for this one major thing that's going to happen in our life. This, this big event that we're going to go to a crusade or we're going to go to church on Sunday morning and, 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 and the preacher's going to lay hands on me and my life's going to be completely changed in that moment. Although there is times that that happens and we can probably, most of us in this room can point to a time or a place where our life was radically changed. But what I want to talk to you this morning is about not about that big event, but a lifestyle that we can attain every day. Come on, somebody. This was a major revelation to me as a young teenager that I realized that the same God that was in the house of God that was in the church house on Sunday was the same God available to me on Monday. The same God available to me on Tuesday. And so what this is a picture of is not a picture of, 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 of this big event that's going to happen that, that the bondage is going to be broken off. But what this is a picture of is that you, it, it literally says that the yoke, the yoke which goes around the neck shall be broken because, you, because of the fatness. In other words, when you put livestock, if, you, if you're a farmer, and you know this, when you're going to, when you're going to kill a cow, you'll take and pull that livestock in off the field and you'll confine him to a small area and you'll begin to feed him out. And what happens is he'll put on the weight or whatever and, and so this is what this is a picture of. And it's a picture of we feasting on God till we begin we, we begin get strength and we begin fatness and so whatever those things that are on us begin to break off. So I want to look right here in Exodus 12. I got a pile of scripture to go through this morning. And so you're going to have to stay with us. This rain hitting this tin roof. It's going to be hard. Come on now. It's going to be tough. The drums is out now and the rain's hitting the roof. So you're going to have to stay with me. Exodus chapter 12. Now, I remember, I think it was in 2009, it may have been 2006, that Damon Thompson came to this church and I, he preached, it was during the Holy Spirit conference and one of the things that he said is this, I've never forgotten this. I was sitting on the, uh, in the chairs listening to him speak and he said this, he said it's not one major event, it's not one big event that changes our life, but it's the continual application of the elementary things. Listen, this is how our lives are changed. The scripture says we build line upon line and precept upon precept. The Bible says don't despise the day of small beginnings, friend. Don't be upset about where you're at today. Maybe you're destined to own the big corporation, but it starts where you're at right now. 
now. Come on now. Maybe you're not totally free, but listen, listen, if you'll keep chasing after him, I come to tell somebody this morning, I don't care what has you bound, but I come to tell you today that he is a way maker. He will set you free. I don't care how many times you fall. The Bible says that the righteous fall seven times, but they get up again. I don't know about you, but I'm probably not the only one that's ever stumbled and failed more than once in this room. But I come to tell you right here, February the 2nd, I celebrated 20 years of walking with God. He's faithful to pick us back up, friend. Come on, somebody. There's grace. His mercy is new every day. So look at this in Exodus chapter 12. How's my life going to get changed, preacher? I'm telling you right here. This is how you get free. This is how your life's changed. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, This month shall be your beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel saying, On the tenth day of, the, of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons. According to each man's needs shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You, you, uh, you, may, make it, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it unto the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the house where, where they eat, eat it. Then, then they shall eat the flesh on the night roasted in fire with unleavened bread and even with bitter, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled all with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning. And what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with a, look at this, how I want you to eat, look, look at how he said, how I want you to feast on the meal. This is Passover. And he said, thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist and sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand, so you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. In other words, what he was saying, listen, this is your last night in Egypt. Come on, stay with me. Go through the rain right here, press with me. This is your last night that you ever gonna spend in bondage right here. Why? Because you about to partake of a meal that will forever change your life. Well, I feel the Holy right there. See some of us we tasted of church and we wonder why our life ain't changed. The Bible doesn't say if any man go to church he shall be a new creation. The Bible says if any man be in Christ he is a new creation. There's something about the lamb. He said when you eat it tonight friend when you sink your teeth into this meal the chains that have held you for over 400 years is fixing to snap tonight. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you right now, in your life, in my life, in the 20 years, what I have to keep doing is eating the lamb every day of my life. Can I tell you what had me bound when I was 18 no longer has me bound today? Why? Because I have learned how to feast on the lamb. You can't wait on the preacher to eat for you. You can't wait on your neighbor to eat for you. You can't wait on the youth pastor to eat for you. You can't wait on granny to eat for you. You've got to learn that there's a table prepared before you every day of your life. If you will hear his voice and come to the table, it is fully set. All right. Just eat the lamb. Just eat the lamb. Just keep eating. There, how many knows this? That, how many knows this? And I'll go in my own life. The things that I've fallen to more than once or twice, maybe maybe a hundred times. Let's just go on ahead and get real. All of a sudden, what happens is is you'll begin. To, there's this voice that you'll never be free. You'll never be free of that. You can never get loose of that. You'll never. That's never going to change in my life. I've had that. I don't care how many people in your family's had that. Listen to me this morning. I don't care how long you battled that, friend. Come on, somebody. You just need to get at a place with God where you can get in a tight room with somewhere. 
and begin to feast on this lamb right here, friend. I promise you that if you'll begin to eat him, whatever has you held back will begin to break off of your life. Come on, somebody. You'll be able to stand up to that lie of the enemy and say, listen, whom the son has set free is freed indeed. All right. All right, let's go. We're going to keep running right here. Look at your neighbor and say, eat the lamb. You got a feast. You got a feast, friend. I said you got a feast. You got a feast. Listen, as great as today is, you got a feast. As great as the worship was this morning, I promise you, let something happen on the job in the morning and you've, and you've clean forgot about the service today. I mean, come on, am I the only one in here? You've got to learn how to feast every day of your life. It, you got a feast on Sunday. You got a feast on Monday. You got a feast on Tuesday. You got a feast on Wednesday. You got a feast on Thursday. You got a feast on Friday. You got a feast on Saturday. You got a feast on Sunday. You've got to eat it every day of your life. This is not a religious exercise. This is something that I'm hungry to do. Why? Because I want to fellowship with him. I want to hang out with him. I, I, I go meet him. I say, God, I need you this morning. I'm running a little dry. It's been a little hard this week. God, I need some fresh rain to fall on my head. David said, thou anointest my head with fresh oil. That means there's something cooking every day in God's kitchen. If the church will awaken and go get at the table to eat from it, friend. Come on, somebody. He said, why do you go eat that which does not satisfy? The world don't satisfy. Drugs don't satisfy. My God, my God, my God. Mm. Mm, I bought my hey. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. That may satisfy for a moment, friend. Come on, somebody. When I was a teenager, come home drunk, come on. It would satisfy for a moment, but the following morning when you woke up and your head was out here like this, come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? You know it didn't satisfy, but can I tell you this? When I met Jesus, friend, I said when I met Jesus, the woman said it at the well like this, come let me show you a man who told me everything, and she left that water pot at the well. Why? Because she found the living water, friend. She found a fountain that never will run dry. I don't care what kind of storm you're in this morning. I said he's a fountain that will not run dry. I don't care how hard it's been. He is a way maker and he's a fountain that will not run dry. Whew, oh my God. Danny, I don't know why we got to holler like that. But I'm telling you when it comes on me, sometimes I just want to just bite metal into. Friend, he's that good. I said, friend, he's that good. Don't you settle for the lie of religion that just says he's a son to God. Don't you settle for it, friend. Don't you settle for the lie that he just, he's a Wednesday God. Don't you settle for the lie that, well, maybe if we can go to church, maybe we can feel God. I'm telling you that the God, he, he ain't dwelling in this building till we get here. He can be in your living room. He can be in your bedroom. He can be in your car. Come on, somebody. He can be in a den of lions. He can be in the fiery furnace. Wherever you invite him. All right, all right. There goes the teaching. It's out the window. Isaiah fifty-five. Look at this. Look at this. Look at what he said. See, because when I hear statements. Pastor, I just don't think I could ever be free. That bothers me. Because that's an absolute lie. Did you? I want to say it again. I said that's an absolute lie. Well, I just, my, my family's just going to be, my, my, my granddaddy was in poverty. My mom and daddy was in poverty. And I guess that's just a lot that fell to us. That's an absolute lie. I said it's an absolute lie. Well, you know, granddaddy was an alcoholic and daddy's an alcoholic and you know I struggle. I'm just probably going to be an alcoholic. That's an absolute lie. 
I'm not going to any 12-step program that I got to stand up and say that, that because my issue becomes my identity. I'm not going to do it. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to stand up and say, my name's John Bagley. I'm an alcoholic trying to recover. I'm going to stand up and say, my name is John Bagley. I'm a saint of the Most High God, set free and delivered, filled with the Holy Ghost, drowned in devils left and right. I don't care how, I don't care if I slipped and fell last night. I will not join my identity to that. I will say what God says I am. God says I am the righteousness of his son in Christ Jesus. Hello. I'm not going to say that kind of mess. Listen, what I'm talking about is not a 12-step program, but a one-step program. And that is that, that is from darkness to light, friend. Come on, somebody. I don't care how many times you fall. It's about eating the lamb every day of your life. He'll be here next week for Catherine Mullins, but a childhood friend of mine. His birthday's on February the 2nd. It's my spiritual birthday. So I, I text him every February the 2nd, sadly, but it looked like when I text him this year, it was last year on, the, on his birthday. But I text him. We graduated high school, and man, he got out there a little bit. He was a year behind me in school. He got out there a little bit. He got so far out there that he was running oxycodone in his veins. And I remember bringing him one night. Catherine, remember this? I went to his house and early on, his mother called me, right? His mother called me to come early on before work, got over there. He had been out all night. She couldn't even hardly wake him. And so I told him this. I said, man, listen here. Because he had done visit the church a couple of times. And I said, we done with this right here today. And I said, you going. He's a, he's a little smaller, a smaller guy, a whole lot smaller than me. And I said, now we going. Either you going to walk to the truck or I'm going to put you in the truck. One or two, but you going. And so it was a little rough journey right there. You know what I'm saying? Everything in him wanted to back out and screaming. And I loaded him up. How many members when Pastor Keith was down here behind the First Baptist Church at the little house right here for the house of grace? And he took it, he, and I remember, I remember, how many members, I'm calling, he's old, Donnie Brooker, he was running the computer. And he said, we asked for a six months commitment. Well, let me tell you something, to anybody that's struggling, more than a day commitment is rough. When he said six months, he looked at me and all kind of excuses started rolling through his head. I said, no, this is it. I don't care if it takes six years, this is it. You with me? But you know what? When, when he was in our church, and he was struggling. I had people to call me and say, what in the world are you putting up with him for? I wouldn't let him, I wouldn't let him in, I wouldn't let him in on the, on the pews. Well, I want to ask you, what is the church for, friend? It sure ain't for Christians sitting here getting fat on the pews every Sunday. Come on now, this is for the broken and the lame to come in to find the lamb. Are you with me now? Is that what it's still about, friend? So listen, what he would do is, is when he, 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 he went through the program, man, and he did good, and he hit a couple of storms. I watched him. He had a couple of turbulence with the plane, but I would always come behind him and I would say this. I listen here. I said, just keep eating the lamb. Just keep eating the lamb, man. Just keep going into God's presence. Just keep running to him. I don't care how bad it was last night. Just keep running to him. And what I watched happen is people that said he would never be free. Come on, somebody. I watched him find freedom in Christ. Come on, somebody. To, be, to get married, got two children. God restored everything back in his life. And this is... This this is the gospel, friend. This is the gospel. This is what Jesus does. He invests in us when we're broken down. Come on, somebody. And he builds us back up. This is the gospel. Now, let's look at this in Isaiah 55. Ho, ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money? Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Let your soul delight in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Here and you shall live and I will make an, ever an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given to him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. What is he saying? Just come. Just come. 
Now, a lot of times before we come, we start looking and we go through the list of how unworthy we are to come. When he says just come. Why do you spend money on what does not satisfy? Friend, I'm telling you this morning, he satisfies. He goes to the deepest longing. Every person that's, that's down in a 12-ounce beer looking for something in the bottom, they're looking for Jesus. How do you know that? Because that Bible says he is the desire of all nations. Every human being is looking and looking and looking and searching to be, to, to be complete, and he is the only thing that completes us. Let's go a little further. You all right? Let's go to the book of Psalms, chapter 34. Psalms 34. Most of you can quote this. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want, look at this, there is no what want to those who fear him. Young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see. Now see, here's the deal. Most people, that sounds good, but I'm telling you right here, most people have never tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Most people, if you're talking about having a real relationship, we lose them. Most people never pick their Bible up from, until we go to, they'll have it open this morning, tracking with me, but most will never look at it again until next Sunday or maybe Wednesday night. And we wonder why we're feeble and we wonder why we're weak. Come on now. I'm not beating this up. I'm talking to me too now. It's easy to get running with ministry and just doing stuff that we run clean past him. That, that's my, one of my greatest weaknesses. Lord, I'm doing the stuff. It don't matter about if you're doing the stuff or you eating from the table. He don't care about me doing the stuff. What he cares about me feasting at the table. Because he's looking for somebody to dine with. I said he's looking for somebody to dine with. And the scripture says, oh, taste and see. So we would, we would have people to come to our church when we were in and we'd say, well why, well, why does he got to sing that long? Well, it's not burdening them to, to us to sing that long. But see, if all you've ever tasted of religion, you can't make it that long. But if you've ever tasted a hymn, you're not coming in this building looking to see what somebody's got on. You're looking to see him. All right. You're looking to see him. Let's go right here to Psalms 84. I'm trying, I'm trying to fly quick. I'm trying to fly quick. Battling the rain on the roof. The sleep and the slumber. Look at this. Psalms 84. Look at this. It says, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your, even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. What is he talking about? His longing to get to the tabernacle of God to get in his presence. And he looks and he sees in the temple where the swallow had built her nest underneath the eave. And he said, look at that who dwells in the house of God. This is the longing. Now listen this. If you feast on the lamb all week, I'll bet you you're ready to get to the house of God. Come on now. If you're feasting on the lamb, you can't wait to get with other people. Come on, somebody. You, you just, you can't wait for it. And this is what, look at his heart's cry. He said, oh, that I long to get to the tabernacle. Now, here's the deal. In the old covenant, you had to go to the place to worship where God was. Now, here's the deal. In the New Testament, God doesn't dwell in tabernacle made with men's hand, but God dwells in you. No, you're not that you are the temple of the living God. So the secret place we're looking for in Psalms 91 
done. It's not hid somewhere in the house, but it's hid somewhere inside of you. <laughs> how far is heaven? It's within hand's reach. That's how far it is. But you got, well, God is watching us. God is watching us from a distance. Friend, that's an absolute lie. Jeremiah 23, 23 says, for we know that God is not a God afar off, but he's a God near, right here at hand. Come on, somebody. He's a present help in the time of trouble. So listen here, here's the great thing about it, Jamie. If we don't meet in the morning, I don't have to wait on you to get here. I can go meet with God by myself. I don't have to say, oh God, I can't wait till I can go to the tabernacle. I can meet God every day of my life. This is simple, but I'm telling you how foreign it is to a lot of people. Jesus gives us access. Jesus has made it a way so we can have access. Now look at this. Verse five, I'm going through this whole psalm. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on a pilgrimage. Look at this. This is talking about the way they came to the house of God. As they passed through the valley of Baca, I'm reading out of the New King James Version, the valley of weeping, as they passed through the hard place, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Who? The, each one appears before God in Zion. Who goes from strength to strength? Those who are feasting on the lamb. The Christian life is not about going from weakness to weakness, but from strength to strength and from glory to glory. Y'all gonna help me right here finish this. The Christian life is not about hanging on, struggling, trying to make it through, getting beaten, battered in this realm. That is not what it's like. The Bible says he died to make us overcomers. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. That is the Christian life. It is joyful, friend. Come on, somebody. We go from strength to strength. We own a winning team. I should have people up there just beating the doors, but that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I'm prophesying strength into your spirit, man, right now. And I said that we go from strength to strength, from glory to glory. I'm telling you today, if you'll do what I'm telling you, you will not look the same next, next year. You're going to look unrecognizable to your family. Come on, somebody. You're going to look unrecognizable to the ones closest to you. Don't say, what in the world? Listen, because here's the deal. We are going from glory to glory, and we are being made in the image of Jesus. Just hold this right here because I might have to fight right here in a minute. Get them getting freed up while I can sling them. Y'all? Here's the deal. We go from strength to strength. This vision of a beat-battered church has come out of religious songs. It has not come out of the Bible. This has not come from the Bible, friend. Now, how many knows this? That Jesus said that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, John 7, 38. And verse 39 says, and this Jesus spake concerning the Spirit. For the Spirit of God was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Other words, the Holy Spirit. Look at this. God is the author and finisher of our faith. Is that not what Hebrews writes? God is the author and finisher of our faith. Paul says in Philippians chapter one, he that hath begun a good work in you shall complete it unto the day of Jesus. That's why I said this, don't take a Polaroid of my life and call it to who I am. Come on somebody, I'm not finished yet friend. And here's the great thing. Why is God celebrating you on? Is because God is Alpha Omega. He's already been to the end and then it comes back from the beginning to get you to where you had it. This is why the prophetic is so important to come in and we see people that receive strong prophetic words and we're all like, oh my God, he don't know who in the world he's prophesying. We know they bound up, jacked up, messed up, cro crooked in all their ways, but he's prophesying integrity. He's not prophesying to where they're at. He's prophesying to where they're headed and he's throwing them a rope out there and say, hey, God's calling you out of all that mess. Get to where you're going. If I if I if I'm praying for somebody and I see just just perversion over them, lust and all kind of nasty mess over them, I'm not gonna call that out. What I'm gonna call? I see you a man full of integrity. I see you a man with a single eye, whose eyes only for the Lord. Come on, somebody! I'm calling them out of that mess into the marvelous light, into what Jesus paid for. Now listen, here's the deal. 
So the Holy, so the Holy Ghost is the sculptor. You with me? He's the author and finisher of our faith. Father is. He said, he that hath begun a good work in me shall complete it until the, until the, until the day, right? So the Holy Ghost is, is, is the sculptor. But he can't sculpt nothing until he's got something, he's got a blueprint to go by. And half the church is still going by the blueprint of the suffering Jesus instead of the resurrected Jesus. My God. He couldn't come. The Holy Ghost couldn't come because he's not building me after the suffering Christ. He's building me after the resurrected, overcoming Christ. That's why he said, let the weak say that I'm strong. Let the poor say that I'm rich because I'm building your life after the resurrected Christ. My God. Boy, I'm telling you right now. All right. You there? Look at this. Blessed is the man who's going from strength to strength. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting stronger every day. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting stronger every day. It's an absolute lie. Don't think I'm weak. I'm strong. I said, I'm getting stronger every day. Why? Because I'm eating. I'm eating. Let me tell you about eating. You just got to eat, friend. That's it. Here's the deal. I don't remember what I had last Tuesday. But what I ate last Tuesday sustained me to get to where I'm here today. This, 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 because this is a question I get. You know, Pastor, I just can't quote the Bible like Jack Van Impey. So, but that doesn't mean you don't quit, you stop reading the Bible. I can't quote it like Jack Van Impey does either. My job is just to eat it. And the way I look at it right here, I got the promise of Psalms 8110. He said, open thy mouth and I shall fill it. Come on, he, he is the Rolodex, friend. He's the author and finisher of the book, the Holy Ghost, the ones that's on the inside of us. Amen. How many's ever heard of Maria Woodworth Edder? Lord, we got a long way to go in here. Smoking the bandits, short time to get there. Maria Woodworth Edder. If you ever read God's General, she's in one of them. And this is what she told the Lord. She said, Lord, she said, he called her to preach. She said, Lord, I can't go preach. She said, because I don't know your word. And this is, what, this is what she said happened. He, she said uh, that the, the word of God manifested in a flame of fire, spinning. And the Lord said, fasten your eyes, Maria, on the, on the word of God. And when she did, God downloaded the 66 books of the Bible on the inside of her. Your job is just to read it, friend. Listen to me. Whenever you need that steak to come back up, the Holy Ghost will bring it back up. Whenever you need that dessert to come back up, the Holy Ghost will bring it back up. Come on, somebody. When Satan comes with that lie, how in the world do you beat the devil? You beat him the same way Jesus did. It is written, friend. It, he said, if you be the son of God, if thou be who you say you are, command these stones to become bread. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'm telling you, friend, that's a powerful thing. We leave laying on the shelf every week. It is the living word of God. It is alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing both soul and spirit. My, my, my. My. You just got to eat. You just got to eat. Teenager, just eat. Teenager, just eat. Old person, just eat. Young person, just eat. Middle-aged person, just eat. All you got to do is eat. I'm telling you, in the valley of weeping, just eat. Just eat. Just eat. Every storm that I thought was going to kill me has not killed me. Oh, I thought I was going to die. I heard them. I heard the voices. Ooh, you going down. But I come to tell you this morning, I ain't never went down, friend. Come on, somebody. That's an absolute lie. What he's trying to get you to believe in that valley right there, that what you've been eating on ain't good enough to take you. But I'm here to tell you the truth, friend, that he is good enough to take you. Come on, somebody. He is strong enough to take you. His right hand is not shortened that he cannot reach down and save. All right. Y'all ready to go a little further? Man, time's flying right here. We on time, though. We on schedule, okay? The rain didn't handle this ship right here. Plane's flying right here. We got windshield wipers on the front. They scrape demons off and everything else. 
That's why we got a metal pulpit. You ever seen the front of a train? There's a cow plate on the front of the on the front of that train. It's made of solid metal. And it's on the front to scoop anything off the rails. Uh, that's a little bit too much. Calm down, John. Danny, quit messing with me now. You're trying to make me do all that stuff. All right. Look at this. For a day in your court is better than thousands. For a day in your court is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Man, this is when you know your life's been changed right here. For the most of the American church, it would read this. One day at the lake is better than your house. One day in the mall is better than at your house. One day camped out with Cheerios at the house is better than your house. But when you ever taste of the lamb, your language will begin to shift, friend. Your passions will begin to change. And for one day in your court is better than a thousand elsewhere. And I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord is a sun and a shield and the Lord will give grace and glory no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly and O Lord of hosts blessed is the man who trusts in you now look at this right here I'm t- I gotta travel fast right here go to John chapter 4 go to John chapter 4 we gotta travel fast now this happened I guess a couple of Wednesday nights ago and um Danny and I were back here at the back, and I told him this statement. I said, I believe we could go 40 days with no food. But that was a big statement. Then I realized what I said. <laughs> Especially that, I mean, we went to dinner last night, and I just kept ordering. I mean, I just kept throwing it, you know what I'm saying? And then I said, we're getting this right here for dessert. And Kelly said, we're not getting it. I said, okay. And then I asked everyone, and they said, no, I don't want, I don't want it. But you'd be surprised when they brought the spoons out. Everybody's spoon was all up in my stuff. They was all trying to act real. Like, they ain't going to eat it. I said, that's all right. But it's what we said. I said, I believe we can go 40 days. But I said, here's the key. As long as we don't leave your office. As long as we don't leave your office. And what it was, was that day... There was such a realm of God in that office and all we were doing was talking the Bible. And let me tell you this. In this chapter right here in John 4, the verses of Scripture we're about to read, you remember this is the text where Jesus meets the Samaritan woman. First of all, let me just set this up. You remember in Matthew 10 when he commissioned the, when he commissioned the d- disciples, he told them do not go to Samaria or any of their towns. Now Jesus is about to go to Samaria. Friend, he'll, go, he'll change directions to get to where you're at. You got to see this. He goes to her, tells her, you know, go get your husband. I don't have a husband. Rightly so. You got five. You had five of them. And the one you're shacking up with, you ain't married now. She says, well, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Huh? But notice how Jesus didn't condemn her. But he said, you're coming every day to this well to draw something out of here which will never satisfy. And it's not going to fill that void in your life. So he gives her the living water. She leaves. The disciples had went and run to Wendy's. And, and Jesus forgot to tell them, tell them to get him the Baconator. <laughs> the Baconator is a sandwich that you eat. And after you get through, you feel like you need to be hooked up to IVs. I mean, when I get I'm just going on straight on down into the hospital. You know what I'm saying? Lord, help us, Jesus. That is not the type of feast that I'm on, I am promoting this morning. Lord. 
they get back and, and they see Jesus communicating with this woman. First of all, their theology is shot. They just blow them out the water. Second of all, they're thinking about the food. They realize they ain't got Jesus no baconator. And Jesus looks at them and says, looks at them and says, I have food that you know not of. Listen to me. The reason why you can't live victorious is because you have not discovered the food. Gosh, this is good right here, man. I'm telling you this is good. You just haven't discovered the food. And so Jesus looked at them and says, I have food that you know not of. Around verse 34, forgive me if I'm off a little bit. But he said that my food is to do the will of the Father. He said the meat that I have is to do the will of the Father. We're talking about in the church where they still own the milk, they ain't on the meat. Meat is not necessarily what we preach. Here's when it becomes meat, is when you hear it preached and you can activate it in your life. Till you can activate what you know you own the milk, friend. Come on, somebody. Why would you come in here and watch this man, this big bald-headed man sweat, his veins pop out, look like he's about to rupture, and just say that's a good message. That's not what it's for. What it's for is how can I take what he just said, God, and apply it to my life and let it become meat to me. Come on, somebody. Jesus was the living word. John 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is how our lives are changed. When that word becomes flesh and starts walking around on the inside of us. Come on, somebody. Can I get any help up in here for the last three minutes of this, sir? I said when the word becomes flesh and starts walking among us, that's when our lives is going to begin to change. When people smite you and you used to cuss them out, but now you turn the other cheek and say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody. When the bills is stacked knee deep and you used to cave in and go get drunk, but now you say, "Let me, my God shall supply all I need according to his riches and glory. That's when the word is coming out of that book and getting into your flesh and start walking among you. You know right where you're at when the storm hits. The storm tells you where you're living. Come on. And here's how it is. Here's how you know when you're living, when this right here starts lining up with what you say you believe. Get off me right here. I said when this right here, this alligator trap, come on. This that James says has the power of life and death in it. The reason why some of us can't get ahead is because we need to put duct tape over your mouth for about two weeks and then we'll see a transformation in your life. Oh, you better get off right here. I came to preach right here. I'm going to preach my last eight minutes whether you with me or not. I said there's power of life and death in your tongue. And the scripture says you know when you're eating the lamb is when your mouth can line up with what you say you believe. Boy, I feel it right now. I'm telling you like Duster. I'm talking about when I'm going through hell and I can't see the outcome. I just say, God, I know that you're for me. I know that you're for me. And if you could be for me, then who in the world could ever be against me? It's when your kids come home drunk every night, but you say, God, I said I raised them up. You said to train them in the way that they should go. Though they depart, they shall come back. I thank you for them coming back right now. This is when the word gets in the inside of you and it becomes flesh. Don't let I'm going down. That ain't in your vocabulary. I'm going from glory to glory. We're going higher than we ever been. That is the vocabulary. Man, I was my own worst enemy for years of my life. We'd get a little breakthrough and then like this, it's like, like you ain't going to fight nothing. If you don't want to fight, the best thing you can do, honey, is get in your car and leave right now. I'm telling you right now. This ain't no easy street. The preacher that sold you, it's, a, it's all a bunch of roses and ice creams. He told you a story. I hate to bring you the real news. And Jesus, when he sent his men out, he gave them the real news. He said, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm sending you out in the midst of wolves, but I want you to... 
I want you to be harmless of doves walking in the world amongst wolves. I said, do what? What did he say? Peter, did he? Man, you better go get the boat back. Listen to me. All you got to do is keep feasting. I didn't have enough. I didn't have. I didn't. I didn't have enough Bible sometimes to stand up to the devils I was fighting. But I was hooked to people who did, and I just kept eating. If I get a devil in my lane that we can't take out, I go get somebody and get some help till we get him on the dirt. We left here Friday night and I'm crying on the way home and Grant looked at I'm just crying. I don't know why I'm crying. I just looked at him. And I said, son, I'm telling you this right here. If you get something in your life you can't handle, will you get me? He said, yeah, I'll get you. I said, I promise you, if you get me, we'll put whatever in the world would come against you in your life. We'll get him on the dirt. See, you might not know where, it, you might not know where it's not written. But here's the blessed day we live in. Then you got Google on your phone. You can find out where it's written. And the good thing about inheritance, it really don't even got to be in your life yet. Just take it out of Jesus. He's your elder brother and fight with him. Come on. I got food. Guys, you go, you go in the Wendy's trying to live on the Baconators and I got a woman here that's had five husbands and her life's a wreck until she, I got real food. I got something real to feast on. And if you don't learn how to feast on what I just gave her, you ain't never gonna make it in the days ahead. Jamie, how you get men to change their life? You teach them how to eat. You teach them how to eat. It ain't, very, it ain't difficult. How did, I get, how did I get where I'm at today? Not saying that I'm somewhere far and great, but I've learned how to eat. I eat every day of my life. I podcast it. I listen to it. I YouTube it. I look at it in the Bible. I read it in books every day of my life. I'm feasting. Why? Because I'm trying to live in the same world you're trying to live in. I ain't got some supernatural anointing on my life. I got anointing to preach it, but I ain't got no anointing to live it. I got to live it the same way you got to live it. I got to say it is written the same way you got to do it. All right. We almost done right here. Go with me right here to Luke chapter 14. We might as well just hang out right here for a minute because here's the real deal is it's pouring raining out there so it ain't like you're gonna run out there to your cars. And if you listen by podcast, we can't even get a car, we can't get the shuttle to get you over to where your car is right now. <laughs> Y'all catch that in a minute. Y'all half asleep. <laughs> Lord of mercy. Y'all good right here? Look at this in Luke 14. Now notice the table spread. Listen to me. The table's ready every day. It's every day. It's when you leave this house right here, the table's still ready. Okay? Look at your neighbor and say, I realize what's wrong. I'm not fat enough. Your clothes ain't fitting right. Why are your clothes not fitting right? Because you ain't fat enough. I ain't talking about your clothes. I'm talking about Ephesians chapter 6 clothes. The helmet of salvation. The sword of the spirit. The shield of faith. Shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Your loins girded about with the spirit of truth. Breastplate of righteousness. Clothes ain't fitting right. That's why the clothes don't fit right. You ain't big enough. Let me hold it. But when you learn how to eat, see, I'm telling you right here, the devil will do everything he can to keep you from eating. Won't it, Clay? He'll put the, he'll put the rerun of Bonanza on for 24 hours. I've quit. I've got to quit. Let's look right here. All right, let's look right here. 
14, verse 15. Now one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, and he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he said to them, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many. Look at this. And he sent his servant out to supper time to say those who were invited come for all the things are now ready. But they all, they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. We honeymooned. So that servant came and reported these things to the master. Then the master of the house being angry said to the servants, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, master, it is done as you commanded and there is still room. Then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. Roll with me right there. I'm almost done. Just don't overpower it. Now here's the deal. What I found the people that don't want to eat is the ones that think they've ate enough. That's a difficult one to feed. The greatest scripture on revival is found in the book of Proverbs. And he said that he that is full loatheth the honeycomb. But to the hungry, every bitter thing is sweet. I'm talking about if you're desperate for God, you'll go to all night southern gospel sing just to find him. Now here's the deal. This gives me hope. Because he said the lame Bring it out just a little bit. The lame and the blind and the jacked up, those are the ones I want you to go get. See, it's these that realize they got to eat. See, I know at my house we ain't going to make it unless we eat. Everybody wants to lead till they get at the front. I can promise you sometimes out the windshield, it's scary. You see all kind of monsters. You just at the back of the train, you don't even see them. We don't run over them the time you made them. Where they at? But I got to watch the cow plate on the front of the train. And I see trees hanging over the tracks and says, oh my God, oh my God, baby, this right here, I don't know if we, I don't know if we gonna, I don't know if this is going to get off the track. Only to find God just move it to clean out the way again. Listen, how many excuses are we going to give God for the reason why we can't come to the table? How many excuses are you going to give your spouse, husband, to why you can't be the leader of your house? How many excuses, teenager, are you going to give your youth pastor the reason why you can't live it? Oh, we don't want it to drive it home right here, Danny. How many excuses are you going to give your children the reason why you can't break poverty when it's accessible to everybody in this room? All you got to do is eat the lamb. If I put my family tree up there on the thing, everybody in this room would probably hit your face. I got family in prison. Got a first cousin on the run right now. Probably don't take that out of the podcast. I'm talking about he's on the run right now. Alcoholics on both sides. My grandfather sent to Milledgeville to a sane asylum. Alcoholic. Father an alcoholic. To, as far as I can remember, there ain't nobody spirit filled in my whole family looking back. But I made a decision when I was 18 years old. This junk stops right here. It ain't entering into my three boys. That lineage is over with. 
I said, where that destruction has ran in my family, what it did is it ran into a cross that was bleeding and it said, stop right here. You ain't coming no further. That right there has been eating the lamb. And I can promise you this, my three boys ain't gonna see no days of prison. They gonna see the days of greatness and blessing over their life because they gonna serve him all the days of their life. Come on, somebody. This is it. We eat the lamb. We realize we need him. And we say, hey, we ain't got no excuse. We run to the table. Listen this. I don't know where he's at now. But I can tell you the baddest Church of God evangelist I've ever seen. He came to Jessup, Georgia one time. He's so bad. Danny, you'd love this joker. I'm telling you, he does kickboxing across the front of the stage. I thought he was going to drop the worship leader one night in the service. I mean, this is, I mean, he kind of like you on steroids. That's hard to even believe. But this is the deal. He's, he's so, I'm just telling you, he's so, I mean, just out there. He wears a wetsuit when he prays for people. Don't he, Kathy? Because he sweated down so much. He is on live television. And they ran the program of what it kept, kept running on live television. And he looked at his watch and said, this interview is over with. And the person interviewed him said, we're on live television. He said, I don't care where we at. He said, I have an appointment with the king and I'm never late. And he stepped right off that live television set. What is he saying? I have made the presence of God the top priority in my life. And I don't care what television show we own. I don't care what we doing. That is the top priority of my life. Folks, we got the real deal and the Muslims hears the sound of the horn and hit the dirt. Praying to a God in a tomb. Did you hear what I said? I said they hear it. They not giving excuses why they can't go feast. I'm, I'm done right here. I got, I've, got to, I've got to finish this right here. Give, give, give me right here. Listen to this. In Luke chapter 15, I ain't got time to get in all that. That's the story of two sons. It is not the story of a prodigal son. Religion has gave us that title. God never gave us the title of the prodigal son. He gave us the story of two sons. But what we find in the house of that father is music and dancing and the fatted calf killed. That's what's going on in heaven right now, friend. I said the fatted calf's on the altar. There's music and dancing and great joy in the kingdom of heaven. You know why? Because the Bible says that they all rejoice over one convert. There's never a second on the face of the earth that somebody's not looking up into heaven and saying, God, I'll receive you right now. There is music and dancing going on in heaven. Now here's the deal, I'm done. I'm done right here. After, after the death and resurrection of Jesus, Peter looked at the disciples that was with him, Nathaniel and a couple of the others, and he said, I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. You can imagine the guilt that he felt because he denied the Lord three times. He says, I'm going back fishing. As they're out on the fishing boat, they see some commotion on the shore. And John, who leaned his head on the breast of Jesus, looks at Peter in the boat and he said, it is the Lord. The Lord had kindled a fire on the shoreline. And he said, men, how, 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 much, how, much, how much food do you have? How many fish do you have? None. The scripture says they cast it out right here at the end of John. And it says they brought in 153 great fish. But it says when the fish come upon the boat that Peter didn't wait to ride the boat inshore. He dove into the water and swam to the edge. And there the Jesus had prepared a meal. Now here's how you know right here. I'm finishing right here. This is where you know what you believe about God right here. When you blow it, are you ready to go feast? Or do you run and hide? Here... Jesus has got the coal set. Breakfast is ready. Peter has blown it. He denied him three times. You know he felt guilty because he stood up in front of all of me and said, all of y'all deny him. All of y'all cave in. I ain't never caving in. I'm the one that pulled the sword, buddy, and cut Malchus's ear off while y'all was in there hiding. I'm the bad one. Seeing your failure, listen to me right here. Stay with me, church, right here. I'm telling you. I'm fitting to kill some devils right here in, in a few statements right here. And your failure, when we blow it, let's get real. 
you blow it. You and your wife had it out. You slung the plates. You cussed each other out. You went and got drunk. Or you went and got on the internet. Come on. It's in that moment. Do you believe that the table of the Lord is present? Do you believe it's present in that moment? Peter knew if he stayed on that boat, he would be the fisherman that he had always been. But if he made it to the shoreline and ate that lamb, he would be the man of God he was destined to be. In every failure, I'll run to God and I'll say, listen here, that does not have a whole, oh yes, I did make a mistake, devil. Yeah, you did trip me up, but I'm telling you that ain't who I am. That is not who I am. That is not who I am. Jesus never looked at him and said, Peter, I can't believe you blew it, man. I put all the chips on you and you blew it. He never said that. He said, Peter, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. He kept reminding him of the destiny. Peter, I made no mistake when I chose you. When I invested in you, I knew. Oh, I knew you was a rough fisherman. I knew you liked to cuss and cut up and all that, but I knew I didn't make no mistake. I came to tell you this morning, God didn't make no mistake when he bankrupted heaven to send Jesus just for you. He made no mistake, friend. He chose you. We did not choose him. He chose us. People stand up and say, well, I found God. Go find him. Go find him. Go find God. Go find God and bring him to me. You didn't find him, friend. He got you. He called you. He called you. He wooed you in. You was out doing your thing just like Moses was. And a burning bush showed up and you turned aside to see what it was. Come on now. And this God, this God is passionately pursuing us in all your troubles he's saying come listen to me teenager you're going to blow it you're going to cave into peer pressure at school you're going to absolutely blow it my sons are going to do things that totally disappoint me that's going to break my heart and say I can't believe they've done it you know what I'm saying but I'm telling you what I'm not going to be I will not let them grab a hold of that identity I will not never let them believe that the culture is influencing them I don't care how great it is in our house I will always instill in them that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world what's inside of you is greater than what's ahead of you and the culture is not influencing you but you are influencing the culture. You're born a leader. You're going to do great things for God. Listen. Stand up with me. I can't preach it no more. All you got to do is eat, friend. That's it. All you got to do is eat. Every day, just feast. Just feast. Raise your hands right here. Folks, shake the lies right now. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're an overcomer. Because the overcomer lives on the inside of you. Father's pleased with you today. You say, well, preacher, you don't know my life. I said he's pleased with you today. You don't know what, you don't know what I've done. I said he's pleased with you today. Crank it up right there. Crank it up, come on. Come on, take 30 seconds right here. This is how we eat, church. So will I, God. So will I, God.
so will I, God. I'm almost done right here. I sent this out Friday, and I said 20 years ago today, I met Jesus Christ. After 20 years of pursuit, I can honestly say he doesn't disappoint. He is our great reward, the pearl of a great price. I will be forever grateful for his unfailing love. Friend, I didn't deserve it, neither did you, but he chose to come. He's your number one fan. He's cheering you on every day of your life. When you don't think nobody's there for you, he's there for you. He's saying, get up, go, 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 run, run, run. He's saying, just go with it. Raise your hands. I want you to receive this right here. Father, I bless your people right now in the name of Jesus. I bless them to eat and to feast like never before. Let us enter into a great week of thanksgiving that every day we find ourselves at the table of the Lord. Every day we find ourselves at the table of the Lord. Father, you have great things in store for us if we would only meet you there. We break the excuse off of our life today and we say there's no excuses in my life. You paved the way for me and I'm going to be that person right now. I'm going to be the man and the woman that you've called me to be. There's no excuses. I will not give an excuse, but I will run to you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media. 